So I'm on Off Topic on this episode with Robert Grant. He is a podcast host of the podcast, I'm Probably Wrong About Everything. How you doing, Robert? <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm great, man. Thank you for uh, having me on, Perry. It's, uh, oh, this, it's a pleasure. Yeah, this is perfect. Yeah. And so uh, we actually got into um, communication because I, I was looking for guests and I saw that your podcast was similar to mine. And we were talking about that a little bit before we started. And uh, so we've had a few of like the same guests and stuff. So it's, it's, it's really nice to like talk to somebody who's been doing it just a little bit longer than I have. You know, you started what in February or March? That's right. Yeah. February of, uh, of this year. And, uh, yeah, it's been, it's been a journey. I can imagine. It's definitely yeah. been a journey. Yeah. So <laughs> what, what caused you to like, want to do that? Well, um, so as you could probably hear my, my daughter, uh, when she was born, I realized I'm like, I want to try something different. And, uh, I realized that, you know, in my life, I'd made a lot of assumptions I had a lot of, you know, personal convictions and I was kind of like, uh, you know, you know, they say digging, digging your heels in the ground or whatever. And you kind of, sure. you're, you're stiff on things. Yeah. I was very rigid in certain things. Then I realized, why am I so rigid? This isn't doing me any favors. Right, right, right. Right. So I decided, why don't I approach things in, in, with an open mind and, see the other side of things, hear other perspectives, and then see if I still have the same opinion. So for example, um, I had a, a guest on who was tra transgender mm -hmm. um, and hearing their story and, and why they, you know, explaining how they got to where they were. And it made me understand, okay, hold on. This is, this is different than how I conceptualized it. Sure. Yeah. And you know, there's, there's just something enriching in when you think, you know, something always hearing the other side of things Yeah. for your own growth. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, that's uh, it's an insightful way to like go about learning about things. Cause it's, it's, it's very interesting. Cause you can read like an article or a story, like you can read stuff and have some sort of like, okay, now I have some sort of look into that person's mind or that person's experience, but to physically sit down and talk with them, ask, be able to ask them questions or be able to have those conversations mm. is something you don't, you don't usually get out of reading an article online, you know, and it's, yeah. it's, it's just podcasting is actually like a really special way to do that. And that's kind of why I started too, is to meet people, you know, so like to meet people. What, what sort of, yeah, like what, uh, for example, in my line of work, I'm a, a counselor and it's very conversational. For sure. Uh, and, and that's sort of when I realized, hold on, like, if I can do this, <laughs> I should try my hand at that. Because I've always been interested in journal journalism. Yeah. Uh, what what got you into it? Like, <laughs> um, I have always been told I can talk to people. Like, I have a very, like, mm -hmm. like people have like a, I'm always that person that people like, I go up to somebody at a bar to say hi to them and I'm talking to them for 20 minutes. You're approachable. I, yeah. I'm, I've got that. I've got the face. I've got the, the come talk to me face. Um, <laughs> and so, and I wouldn't even like, I didn't even consider myself like that person as much until uh, my girlfriend and I started dating and she was like, Oh my God, we walk into like a place where you might know five people and you end up like talking to every single one she's like how do you do that and I'm like it's a little exhausting like towards the end of it <laughs> just because yeah. you're like oh my god oh my god but I was like I enjoy when it's an interesting conversation there's no regret out of it you know mm. past like the formalities of like oh hey I, I haven't seen you since like high school how you doing kind of thing um it's when it gets more to like Oh, I listened to like I, I've seen you a few times. I know you play music. What's like I just listened to this album. I think you'd like it. And then you talk about something more particular. Those conversations were awesome. I love those conversations because you're like you said, you're learning something. You're talking about something different than like the BS that everybody wants to talk to, especially right now where it's like COVID this, COVID that. Yeah. And that's all anybody wants to talk about. And uh I was just like, I need like something new i need like a new conversation mm. i need to find some people who like are interesting and like are doing like something cool just so, something that i can like 
grasp onto and talk about it with them. And uh, so I've, I've been really lucky that a few of the people that I had the first couple episodes were great. They were like friends and uh, got to talk to them. And then everybody else has been pretty much finding them on like the matchmaker thing and like LinkedIn but I've been like really lucky. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of why I started is just com- like, just to have conversations with people, you know, like just to have well, learned new I, things. And I, and I think that in our society, you know, social media and all that, we mm-hmm. are losing the ability to have conversations. Yeah. It, it takes away from that, that personal connection. And I don't, I, I, I always have a weird viewpoint on social media because I don't necessarily look at it as the enemy. I just look at us Mm -hmm. like toddlers, like finding out about the new thing, you know? And like, I I don't necessarily think it'll always be a bad thing, but I think right Mm. now we're still like, Oh, it's shiny. You know, we're in our infancy, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cause nobody's ever, nobody in human history, and like, that's the thing is like, people don't put this, this kind of thing in perspective. We're the first people in human history to ever deal with this sort of mass communication um, on the scale and accessibility to every single thing we could possibly want. Like nobody ever has ever dealt yes. with these issues that our society, like these new things. And to expect us to just figure it out in 10 years is just yeah. like, it's, it's unreasonable. Now we're, will like the next two generations figure it out? Most likely. Like they'll, right. they'll figure out like why things don't work. People will understand as like this generation becomes a boss. They're going to grow up. They're going to get out of that phase and they're going to start understanding why the communication shut down. Mm. We're not going to just pretend it doesn't exist. You know what I mean? Like people grow up and they start understanding. Just like as soon as you get out of your like mid twenties, you start realizing you don't care if you're posting on Facebook. You don't care if you're, you know what I mean? Like, it's very like you grow out of it, even though you've grown up with it. So it's like, I I don't, I don't necessarily think it'll always be a bad thing. I think people who say we should get rid of it are missing a great opportunity for communication, but we're just right now, not in the right space to have that power and we have to learn to respect it and understand it rather than say, oh, it's all ours. It's all ours. It's not. That's, yeah, that's that's a really good point. I mean, it, it's like evolution, right? It's right. This, this is what it is. There's good, there's bad, whatever. Yeah. You know, we're, we're attaching values to it. This is just what it is. This right. is the stage, right? Like when the printing press came out, you know, that was, because I, I, I used to be a history teacher I tell kids that the printing press was the original Facebook, right? So for the first time <laughs> in history, you could mass produce, you know, the Bible and people could get that information and you could also uh, uh, um, not weaponize people, but, but you could, the awareness piece, you could, you could distribute information like that and ideas yeah. could spread. And that's the same with this. And it's now I think the biggest thing is like, what so algorithms what what are, you, what are your thoughts on that on the whole algorithm thing i this isn't a loaded question but no i know it's yeah it just turns into like that like whole conversation on whether or not you think like it there's a few all right so my aspect on it is that i i, I don't see an issue when you're shopping for things and more things come up that are like it i don't find that to be an issue because i'm using a site that is going to like save that information. What I don't necessarily like is when you're talking about something and something shows up. I think that takes it to the next level of privacy. And granted, uh, they're not listening. I don't think it's likely that they're listening and recording. They're listening for key phrases that you say. Like if they're listening to something you say, they're not, it's an open mic. Mm. It's not a recording mic. It's an open mic. It's a censored mic. So what they're trying to grab is a key phrase. Like you saying, oh, I need new jeans. Well, they hear jeans and they say, okay, here's jeans. And you can argue whether or not that's appropriate or not. It, it is what it is right now. And like I said, there's going to be people that change that moving forward. Um, Whether 
they decide to expand on it or limit it. And I think that it's going to be limiting because I think especially like in the United States, um, especially with a lot of the stuff that's going on, we're very rights oriented and right. Um, yeah. Like nothing takes away our rights, quote unquote, <laughs> and like stuff like that, where it can be taken too literally and it can also be taken it, not as seriously as it should. So, and that's another problem is people pick and choose like it, it, and you have to like apply it to the right things because there's a lot of things where you're like, this should be my right and they're avoiding it or that's not part of their right to do that to me. And that's important. But then there's people that want to say to the most ridiculous end on something, well, it's my right to be able to do this. And it's like, well, is it, you know, <laughs> like, yeah. so it, it's a tough and it's a tough thing. And I think for the same reasons that we're still infants trying to figure out like the internet, the United States is still an infant country comparative to 90% of the countries out there that are first world countries. Right. We're very young. And I think people miss that too. So whereas people are like, oh, we're going down the tube, we're going down the shitter, America's falling apart. I'm like, I'm like, no, we're just coming out of our toddler, our toddler phase and we're yes. realizing that we created some things that aren't great and some things that are. And we're still trying to figure that out. And people just want to like say it's burning to the ground or it's heaven on earth. And it's like, well, why does it have to be both when it can just be something we're working on? Just like everything else in this world. Like... <laughs> I, I, okay, so I love what you're saying. Um, and, and algorithms to me, they're just self-created. It, it's self-created information. You know right. what I mean? It's just numbers. Yeah. Like if all I ever did was watch uh, stoner films on Netflix, <laughs> it would pick up that that's what I like watching or stoner flicks. And it's going to give right. me more of that, right? Because that's what I'm consuming. So right. I believe uh, that, is it all right if I swear on here? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I like to fuck with the algorithms, right? <laughs> so I'll yeah. I'll check out Ben Shapiro, right? Do you know who right. he is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll listen to him, and then I'll listen to uh, Doctor Ibram Kendi, right? And I'll be yeah. like all spectrums, and the whole thing is like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> this guy, he's all over the place. Yeah. They're like, what and do you when, believe? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's what you should be doing. Yeah. Right. You should not be looking at one thing. Mark yeah. Twain, I love Mark Twain, and I quote him, you know, ferociously. Yeah. He said something along the lines of, "When you find yourself siding with the masses or the majority, that's a really good time to reevaluate your position, right?" Mm -hmm. Which kind of comes down to my podcast of I'm probably wrong about everything. So <laughs> many things I've agreed upon, you know, and I've been like, "Yeah, let's do that," you know, like down with them. And then yeah. I think, well, wait a second, what? why do I think, am I doing that because everybody else is doing that? Yes, I am. So I need to stop. Right. Right. Yep. And I think that again, going back to the, you know, algorithms and all this data that is available to be consumed and collected that we have to look at both things. And that's why we need to start talking about in education. Education's huge. You talk right. about infancy, mm -hmm. education's huge. And the funny thing about education is it's like, we're, we're always behind now. We used to be ahead, right? right? We used to be like, you're going to grow up and you're going to become an accountant and you're going to do this and you're going to do... We don't even know what jobs are going to exist in five, yeah. 10 years. We really don't. Right. Right. You ask kids nowadays, 15 years ago, you'd ask a kid, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be an actor. You ask a kid nowadays, it's like, I want to be an influencer. It's like, right. what the hell? Wait, wait, <laughs> where did this change happen? You know what I mean? Yeah. So education is huge and it's talking about um, creating digital or, you know, yeah, digital literacy, right? Mm -hmm. You could find anything on the in internet, but is that what you're really looking for, right? Is that really true? Right. So that's something I'm pretty passionate about. Well, yeah, and it's something, something to be said about, like, when you do look up something on the internet, if you're looking up the flat, the, uh, the earth is flat, right? Like if you look up the earth is flat, you're going to come up with a bunch of searches that say, yes, the earth is flat. Here's a bunch of, you know what I mean? But if mm -hmm. you say, is the earth flat, you're going to come up with mixed, right. mixed bag. So right. it's, it's really important that when people search things or are looking for an actual answer or an actual discussion, 
not about something stupid like is the earth flat but like if it's something important you say is or what would happen if like you know what i mean mm -hmm. so that actually gives you answers that are relative to the question you're asking and not so right. much about like not so much confirming on what you think because facebook does that too facebook looks at the things that you uh Facebook looks at the things that you're looking up or you're whatever mm -hmm. you're liking, whatever it is. And they tailor your algorithm towards yes. things that confirm that. Yeah. So that's why you like all things. And then it's like, right. you know, it, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't know what's going on. Right. Right. So you go, yes. you, yeah, you go like Trump's page and you like Biden's page and exactly. they're like, who is this person? Okay. So <laughs> in 2011 on yeah. Facebook, that's when Facebook, was really like the right. juggernaut, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> I liked a group and it was united with uh, Israel and united with Palestine. <laughs> and my feed was just getting lit up because yeah, it was it was probably like, what, what's going on there is not funny. Like it's right. very serious. Correct. But the fact that it was like, <laughs> when you are outside of something, that's when you really see like, when, you, when you're outside of something, when you're not in it, that's when you can really see how things are uh, manipulated, Yes. right? But yeah. when you're in things and it's important to you and you're impassioned and stuff, you see it the way that you feel it, you believe it. But when mm. you don't really see, feel, or, or I mean, for lack of a better word, care, you can see things as being like, okay, that is, they're trying to get people fired up. Right. Right. And, yeah. and going on to what, what my show is about and what you're about is mm -hmm. being, growing our sense of awareness because we live catatonic lives in this day and age. Like, mm -hmm. you know what, guess what I was doing while I was waiting for uh, this chat to start. I was <laughs> doing the endless scroll on this thing. Right. Yeah. Like, right. <laughs> so much time is we're living unconsciously. Mm -hmm. And that's very problematic, I think, as we, you know, talking, as you mentioned, as we develop and we evolve in this period, mm -hmm. we need to be mindful in what we're doing on the internet, I think. Yeah. I know I, I, know I sound like a, like a 90 year old man right now, <laughs> but, and, and I'm speaking from my own experiences. Sure, I do yeah. so much, you know, I'm in like a catatonia when I'm online sometimes. Mm -hmm. It's like, I'll go on there looking up something. You know, uh, I, I did a, an interview with a guy from hell from the, he discovered the hell planet. Okay. You heard of that? Yeah. Super cool. And uh, anyways, I go on Wikipedia and before I know it, I'm like looking up Star Trek or something. <laughs> Shit. How did I get here? Right. So it's like, yeah, it's like season 30 of like episode 25. <laughs> like you're yeah. like, Oh, I missed yeah. this episode. Did yeah. I ever, did I ever even watch Star Trek? how did i get here and how did i eat so many cheesies right like so no and i, I yeah it's it's a very and i always say the rabbit hole because that's that's mm. what i call it like you go onto youtube or something and i'll look up like a short video on an explanation of something and i'll end up totally on the other side of the world like looking at things in like a 30 minute period and i'm like i just took in way too much information for somebody to actually like grasp that's a really like good point. understand yeah. and i'm like i can watch something i could watch three videos on three totally different things and i'll be able to only take a few like a little percentage of each one and actually understand it and didn't take it and 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 in that uh, kind of you know piggybacking on that the brains that we have are the same brains that uh romans had ro you know roman legionnaires yeah. medieval crusader knights peasants you know the brains that we have are the same brains that humans have had for the last hundred thousand years right and now we have all of this at like right. that's We're so not. when you think yeah. about that i mean i don't know if i'm <laughs> delivering that point very well but no i get where you're going it's 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 insane that we are kind of not expected to have all this we're we're expected to have all this information and use it wisely and it's like how is how is that possible like how is it actually possible for you to have all this information 
be able to understand it enough to respect it at such an early age of having it. Mm. It's like if somebody gives you a sports car, the first thing you want to do is drive it really fast down the road. Does that mean you should? No. Yeah. But does that mean you're not going to like rev it up a little bit and have fun with it? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yes. it's that same mentality. It's like somebody gives you all of this power of information. What are you going to eat? Like, you're going to look up anything you want. You're going to try to learn all the stuff you want to learn when, although one end could be great and educational and empowering and uh, like self growing, but like the other end is now I can try to argue anything I've ever wanted just because somebody from 1975 said it. And now I have proof that they said it because it's on this website and right. it's like, and it's all this like weird kind of mumble jumbled like information that we haven't sorted it out yet. That's that. Yeah, no, I, I like what you're saying. Tell me if I, <laughs> tell me if I'm wrong here too, because on one hand you, you have access to communities that really are about truth, right? Yeah. They're really about like, this is what's, and then on the other hand, you have communities going back to what you're saying, flat earthers. And they seem pretty damn justified in believing that the earth is flat. They do. And, and it's like, we live in 2020 and you're trying to tell me that there's a growing community of people <laughs> who believe the earth is flat. Right. You know, and, and then the other piece is that, um, what do you do for work, if you don't mind my asking? Um, I am a teaching assistant at a high school. Wonderful. So, so yeah, you you went to post-secondary, you were in university and college, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Now, those people, I, I shouldn't say those people, but <laughs> the universities and the colleges, they're very elitist. Yeah. Right? In terms of, like, we're progressive. We're all about, uh, you know, being... I'm going to say progressive again, but you know what I mean? Like we're about being on it. Right. Right. And if you're a flat earther, then you're an idiot. And when you say to somebody else that they're stupid or, you know, an asshole for having an opinion, yeah, that is not uh, a good tactic to change someone's mind. That makes yeah. them double down on it. Right. Right. <laughs> and I think yeah. that that's what's happening is that in this day and age, it's like, it, it just seems like, the polarity is mm -hmm. not when, when you think it should be getting smaller with all this information, right. it's getting wider, right? Like that gap between this side and the left side. Well, cause now any, any bad thought that you have or any just logically incorrect thought that has been sitting with you and everybody has yeah. them. Everybody's like fear that may not make sense and logistics and like whatever it is now you can find a million other people that also feel that way. And now that belief or that fear or that anxiety is justified. Mm. It's no longer, oh, maybe I, shouldn't, maybe I shouldn't be afraid of that because the friends I have around me don't feel the same way or people are telling me that that might not be right or not be the right way to think about things you look it up online on a forum or a blog or anything like that. You've got a bunch of people saying, Oh, I feel that way too. Oh, I think that way too. That must be true because now a million other people feel that way. And now it's a justified fear or anxiety or whatever it is. And that can be super problematic for people that are not as easily able to necessarily look at themselves from an outside perspective, which Granted, it's very tough, but <laughs> it, it does cause that issue of people not being able to look at their actions and their thoughts objectively instead of very subjectively. There's, there's an interesting experiment, and uh, uh, I don't know the name of it, but my teacher was telling me about it like when I was in grade eight. Mm -hmm. and he was saying how him and his friends, they went to like a field, like, you know, like a park, and they're all pointing at the sky. And they're like, whoa, look at that, right? Look at that. And, uh, and, and other people, like they were pointing at nothing. Right. They weren't pointing at anything. They were like, whoa. And other people would come by and be like, what the, what are they looking at? And then other people would come by and be like, oh yeah, I see it. <laughs> My point right. is, is that there's a lot of people that are agreeing 
but don't necessarily like they're just following yeah you know what i mean like people can have convincing arguments that we might not even understand yeah but they're like yeah no that's that's a good point and then we just agree and that and again that goes back to the pulling people this way or the other way and and you know not to not to go down to too deep because it's you know, <laughs> we talk about all the time but covid right. right yeah and the lack of information people are drawing conclusions yeah. right and 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 some of them are this way and others are that way like mm-hmm. for example anti-maskers you know yeah whatever this thing is, I don't care if COVID was built in somebody's basement. Right. The fact remains that if you wear a mask, you're not spitting, right? Because when right. you talk like a black man, if we we're talking right now, there'd be spit all over your face. Cause I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So yeah. when you wear a mask, you, you're not, and that's how this thing is spreading. Right. So if you're going to be an anti-masker, I'm sorry, but you're either like an idiot or a complete <laughs> asshole. You're right? not. Yeah. And I think there's a lack of, understanding on what like and the thing is like i think people have become super uh polarized Mm -hmm. and that if you try to have a conversation with somebody and try to teach them something that opposes their thought that there's no there's no middle ground that you can find that will be able to have that conversation where it changes somebody's perspective and that's a big problem too is like a lot of people like if you went up to somebody who's not wearing a mask and saying hey listen like would you mind wearing a mask or just saying why don't you wear a mask like just asking mm-hmm. very like honestly openly and saying why don't you wear a mask and they say because well, not a sheep right not a sheep. <laughs> but if they said something along the lines of because i don't feel it's like it's my right or i don't feel like they should be able to tell me that i have to wear a mask that goes against my right or whatever because that's a big problem we have in the united states is that whole right thing and which which i i, I agree with that like sure. i see where they're going with that but right if you're gonna now in canada canada is a what's called like a social democracy so you know exactly. bernie sanders yeah, yeah, yeah he like he's so radical in the states and, right you know, just to your <laughs> listeners i apologize i love bernie sanders but in canada he would not be radical he would be like right he'd be like I, oh i guess i either got to vote for bernie sanders or you know the guy who's just like him right and i've tried to explain uh because i'm i'm a history guy too and um understanding what a social democracy and the people that think that the United States is not already like tipping on the point of a social democracy anyway, are like, are like not, are not thinking that we are what we are because we are very much on that side of it. Like we Mm. have big government, we have social, we have a lot of social programs. A lot of people rely on those social programs. Even the fact that we have social security and Medicaid and like, it's, it's, it's not fully like the socialized democracy, yes. but we have been on that like path since the new deal and the great depression mm-hmm. and people want to say, well, FDR was the greatest president. Okay. Well, he started the socialism train. Yes. We've been riding it ever since. And like, people don't want to like admit that or realize that, but like, that's the case. And I think sitting in reality is saying, okay, where are we at as our, humongous country cannot sustain certain social programs as we've seen in the last five to 10 years. So how do we minimum, like, how do we figure out taxes, how to find- man, taxes, right. And our taxes vary mo- a lot by state and it's, it's super confusing. And like, if you move down to Florida and buy a property down there, it's, it's, it's insane what it compares to up here in New York where the taxes are extremely high and the taxes in Florida are extremely low. It mm-hmm. is, it is, it is polarizing like that <laughs> a 300,000. That's why, that's why people toes different in Florida. Right. Well, and the thing is too, <laughs> it's like those big changes and not only the way that people think, but the way that their money, where their money goes has totally different perspectives on what it gets used for. Now in New York, we're already taxed to the brim. Like it's mm. one of the most taxed states in like in the United States. Um, I think it's like fifth, maybe in, like the whole country out of the 50. It's top five. California is probably number one. California, I think, is number one. Uh, Massachusetts is pretty high, too. Um, 
but when people say raise taxes, it means different things for somebody in New York than it does for yeah. somebody in Florida. Somebody in Florida gets a thing saying their taxes are being raised. They're like, oh, I wasn't paying any anyway, you know, <laughs> like, and in New York, they're like, it's already, it's already so yeah. high. How can we pay more taxes? And so because of the vast, just changing culture, that is just when you go a few states down, there's no way in my mind that we can be a big government country. Mm-hmm. And that's where I think a lot of the issues come from is trying to put rules out for so many people that all live in different ways and have different expectations of living, you know? That, that's okay. Like, so, so from the outside looking in, by the way, I like, you know, I've traveled lots I've traveled <laughs> nowhere. Have I traveled more than the United States? Sure. And, and I love the United States. Um, but it's like Canada's kind of similar, actually. Canada's huge. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. So the, like, if you go to the East coast of Canada, you'd think that you're in Europe. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> Montreal is where like, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Or, or, or St. John's Newfoundland. Right. Yeah. These yeah, places. Yeah. Um, but in the States, it's like, oh man, like in California, there's just so many like microcosms in the States and the world (laughs) seems to think that Americans are just one type. Right. You know what I mean? And that is the furthest thing from the truth. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, based, based upon my experiences. Like I went to new Orleans Mm -hmm. and, uh, that's a wild place. It's a, it's a great place, but it was weird, man, because um and this is just my experience but i went like i was there with a group of friends and then when i was in philadelphia for the super bowl parade Mm -hmm. i met this guy from atlanta there and i told him i was like man i'm going to new orleans which isn't far from atlanta he's like man he works for delta airlines he's like i'm bringing my friends i'll see you down there and he was a black guy and Mm -hmm. i was a white guy and when i was there there was not a whole lot of like white and black people hanging out yeah you know, I, I'm not saying that that's the uh, the standard, right? But it was just. But even for him, when I first met him in Philadelphia, and I was like, "Hey, what's going on?" He was like, "What the fuck is this white person <laughs> doing talking to me?" Right? Because I, yeah, it's different here, but there are similarities. Do you know? Like, yeah. if that I, makes I get sense. what you're saying. Yeah, there. Yeah, major cities usually have a lot of the issue to do with a lot of racial divide and that's that it's such a deep Mm -hmm. like and a lot of it has to do with like with the civil rights and how it was dealt with afterwards in terms of governmental regulation and um like redlining and all that stuff and and they did what it looks like to me from not even from an outside perspective but outside of the era that it happened is that there was an attempt to further separate us communities as communities. And that still just hasn't fully melded, you know, like people haven't fully come together in that sense yet. And there's a lot of misunderstandings about each other as in like just culturally, historically, like, and it it sucks too. Cause I have, like, I have a lot of good friends that are black and and it, and it sucks that a lot of people don't see them the way that I see them. Yes. And they don't know them. They don't have right. a relationship. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it, it's like it, how people yeah. think that Americans are, you know, are all uh uh bigots or whatever. Or not right. they, what, what do they think? But like I'm American. You know Team America right. the movie? Oh, I love that movie. That's the, yeah, it's a great film. Cuz it's it, it it is a, a bit of a stereotype on the whole thing. Oh, for thing. sure, but, yeah. But there's this like, arrogant, thank you. That's yes. the word that I'm looking yeah, for. Yeah. And it's like, well, how many Americans do you know? No, that you know America's foreign policy, which is very different right. than the people of America. Yeah. Right. If that makes sense. Just like yeah. Canada's foreign policy is to be like, there's nice people. Let me tell you something, <laughs> man. Canada, there's some similar problems here as, as mm-hmm. there are down there. There's a lot of like, uh very conservative type people here 
Let's mm-hmm. just put it that way. Like there was a, for example, there was an anti-mask rally in Vancouver mm-hmm. and there were people walking around with Trump 2020 signs. And it's like, <laughs> do you fucking idiots realize you're in Canada? <laughs> like, what are you doing? Yeah, like yeah. Trump 2020. I'm sorry, but if he loses a presidency, which he did, right. uh, he's not going to come up here and be your prime minister. So I don't know right, what like, you're trying to do here. Right. What's, yeah, it's not even. It's and, not even and that's because. It doesn't even make any things, sense. Things are changing. Right. Right. Maybe at a snail's pace for some and too quickly for others, but they right. are changing. And for people who historically have had like, you know, priv- I'm very privileged, right? Mm-hmm. And, but I haven't been aware of it. Do you know what I mean? And for yep. people who have had privileges and, and haven't been aware of it and are now seeing things change, it gets their backs up. They get defensive. Yeah. And then when they say something and people say, why do you think that? Well, there's the problem because they kind of repress it. Right. And then when they see somebody start to say some crazy shit, pardon mm-hmm. my language, they <laughs> go to that person. They become extremists, right? right? And, and that's why going back to the whole, you know, mess with the algorithms, always look at both sides. Yeah. I mean, and yeah, it's, it's, it's really important to be able to evaluate what you're thinking and being able to see what another side can do for you. Like, it's like, it's, it's very, because I was, I, and like you said, like you were, I was very dug in the ground with a lot of things that I believe, even just something as simple as saying like, modern music was shit because i'm a very like old school person like i'm a musician and i play like all the music that i play is uh like anything from like the 40s or the 50s to like the 90s and then i kind of like don't like the 2000s and i was a big asshole about it in like middle school and high school (laughs) yeah and uh but eventually something changed in me where like i was like there has to be something good to get out of Mm. like some of the music that i don't like and just by like that change in like that minor change in saying there has to be something good out there, you know what I mean? Right, right. Like something so minuscule. You're, I, you're changing your perception. Right. right. You're looking for the good. Right. Not and, looking for what is wrong. Exactly. And something so minor in that changed my whole perspective on like how to find the music that I like in the modern day. And now half the music that I have on my phone is like smaller bands that I found just by looking at that stuff. You know, and it's it's just a minor change like that. And then I was uh, super, super democratic, like that person that was like, anybody who's a Republican is wrong, no matter what. Like, and I was that person. But now I'm that middle person that's like, well, you got to take what works for either side of you. You know, like where you actually believe. And I think going far one way or the other is an issue, because then you don't leave yourself the middle. And, and, and that's a great point because it's like um, you pick a side and then that means you have to agree upon everything that right. that side believes. And it's like, well, I don't believe that. In fact, I think that's right. stupid. Yeah. Right? And, and what's funny to me is somebody, the same people who are able to like cheer for a football team and be a diehard fan of that football team are able to yell and scream about the GMs making mistakes and calling them for them to get fired are the same people who will dieheartedly say no my like the people representing my party are perfect and it's like it's like do you not see like where you're at right now i'm like mm-hmm. you're di- just because you're a diehard like anything fan like eagles fan or giants fan yeah doesn't mean you can't criticize them and feel they're yeah. not doing the right thing or making the right choices just like even if you're a republican because all the stuff you believe are in the republican party or the democratic party you can't like just because you can't have blind faith right it's like have blind faith people are tough to like do that but i'm like aren't you the same person that was complaining about the management from your like sports team (laughs) i'm like yes you can do it trust me you can do it (laughs) it's very it's 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 an easy thing to do to be able to just look at something and saying honestly saying to yourself are they doing what they can to help me or are they doing what they can to help themselves and that just that question is like that's kind of where it got me where I was looking at the democratic side. And I was like, are they honestly doing what's best for them? Are they honestly doing what's best for themselves? And that's what changed things for me a little bit too. 
here's here's why I'm probably gonna get you know shot in the face or something like that. <laughs> but I don't I don't agree with extremism on any right. side of any coin, mm-hmm. right? And I sure as hell don't agree with it on the left either, right? Mm-hmm. Like cancel culture, this business. Yeah, that I honestly think that cancel culture is responsible for what we have today in this reactionary world. Yeah. The fact that we have people that are extreme in nature, they, they've always been there. Don't get me right. wrong, but the fact that their, their numbers are growing and then Trump comes up and then it's like, it's not to throw him under the, <laughs> or anything, but I'm using him as an example. My apologies. I don't even know enough about it here. I am thinking that I know it, but anyways, <laughs> it seems that Trump came into power and that there was like a surge in this kind of like, dare I call it racism, right? Mm -hmm. In terms of some of the things that were happening. And I think that that's because people were not able to have conversations, right? Mm -hmm. Like it was like, if you'd say something like, I just don't get transgenders. And people would say something like, well, you're, you're just a bigot and what's wrong with you and stuff. And it's like, well, right. I'm just trying to understand, like, right. I don't, I don't <laughs> think what that, you should be doing. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's my personal belief, you know, cause I love speaking in third person and like distancing myself. Mm-hmm. But my personal belief is that you should not have gender reassignment, you know, surgeries or anything like that until you're 21 years old. If you can't smoke, drink, or vote, yeah, you you probably you know what I mean. Like, I I'm all for people, but when I was right. five years old, I put on lipstick and tried to kiss my brother. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean, and yeah. that's not who I am today. But I had to figure that out. I had to figure out who I was. Yeah. But there's something to be said of we we do need boundaries. Well, we need right. we need understanding, and I think. And boundaries come with understanding of like what is actually going on. Because I, I remember exactly. listening to a, uh, I remember under listening to Joe Rogan had um, a doctor who works a lot with uh, kids that are transgender or they're looking to do gender reassignment. And one of the things that she said was the biggest thing that she has these conversations with these kids is about is that this is not reversible when you're this young, like it's going to change a lot about you that you might not realize. And she urges them to wait and find Mm. healthier ways to get through the process. And like, and not saying that it's going to happen anyway. So she's better off to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Because the choices that you make at such a young age like this, where it's permanent, like there's no, there's no going back after this you're if you ever do choose if you ever do look back and say i didn't necessarily want to do that there's Mm -hmm. no second option at that point like and that that has happened like right that's it's it it's in the numbers like and it's growing because this was a thing 10 years ago yeah and now you're seeing the ripple effect of the people who have grown up doing it at a young age and some of them realizing that they might have should should have not done that at that point. And so I don't, I obviously can't say that I have any right to tell anybody what to do with themselves, but if you still can't go on a website without having the message pop up, did you get permission from your parents? You shouldn't be able to make these major life decisions, especially since you can't, like you said, you can't drink, you can't smoke, you can't buy porn, you can't do any of this mm-hmm. stuff. Like it, it, you can't graduate high school until you're, you know, like yeah. you haven't even gotten out of high school. You haven't even gotten past the worst part of what you're experiencing. And it's, it, it just seems like you have to, like, there has to be a better understanding of what the experiences of these kids and why this change it might not necessarily better them in the long run, rather just be something that they need for the short run. And how can that be better for, how can we help them better with their mental state at that point, if that's what they're choosing? Um, Because that's, that's kind of like the atom bomb of like saying, okay, this is what I need to do. And it's like, okay, this is a big thing. 
Now, I, I, I know, and, and sorry to cut you off, but I know of a number of people. But I'll give you the exact number. I know of three people, and I won't mention any names or nothing, mm-hmm. but they had some serious, you know, let's call it confidence, let's call it mental wellness, whatever it is, but they mm-hmm. had some significant things and uh, they, they changed their gender, right? Mm-hmm. And that didn't make them any happier, right? So right. my point is this, if you think that changing your gender is going to be the silver bullet to make you happier and everything, that's that's not it. But if right. that's what you see, that you see yourself as a, as a woman or a man or whatever, that's fine. But okay, so here's, here's kind of a, <laughs> a weird example, but breast augmentations, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can look at statistics on this, but uh, there was a, a book I read by a doctor and he talked about how there are women who believe that if they had bigger breasts, they would be more confident. So they get fake breasts. It's kind of like winning the lottery. Like if I won the lottery, all my problems would be gone. But then right. you ask that person a year later and the same problems are there, right? Right. So that's what I'm trying to kind of say is that if we just think that that's going to solve all our problems is this thing, that's just not it. Right. We have, we have the resources within us to find happiness. We don't need to right. change anything. Right. That's, that's something different. Right. Right. So going back to the, the breast augmentations, if you think that that's going to make you happier, it won't. Right. A year from the, a year from that date, you're still going to have the same problems. Right. Right. So stop looking at things to be silver bullets. Right. And that is, that is a big thing to be able to try to convince somebody who's very convinced that this thing is going to help them. And um, ultimately, like in the future, if that's how they feel, they're going to feel more like themselves, then that's one thing. Yeah. But when you're at the worst part of it at the start of when you're going through, especially puberty, and not only is everything in your brain scrambled from the hormones that's going on, nobody knows who they are at that age. Everybody has like their moments. And I get, I guess I don't understand what it's like to maybe like be on an outside, um, understand like that, that whole not totally mainstream way of feeling, you know, Mm -hmm. like the, people who know in middle school that they're um, like that they're gay. Yeah. I like that. I don't know what that's like, but a lot of people don't come out at that time. And I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I think like whenever you feel you're ready to do that is when you know. Yeah. And that's a, that's the big thing. And then the other part of this is that, uh, on that episode of Joe Rogan, the doctor was talking about how social media is playing a really big role in convincing um, young people and on um, the higher end statistically, like younger girls, um, that getting the gender reassignment is like the cure for whatever they're feeling. Mm, right. That because that other people's experiences are so accessible that it's confirming their feelings just because they have similar feelings. Oh. And that is part of the issue is that it's so like, if you say, Oh, I'm feeling this way. If you look up other people who have the same hashtag or are talking about the same topic, you just look it up. And that's my tribe. That's my tribe. Right. And then you have 50,000 other people that confirm those same feelings in that it worked out great for them when they did it. Well, how do you know they even did it? How do you know they're not lying? Like, or how do you know, how do you know it didn't work out for them, but they're just pretending it does because if they didn't, then they're going to feel that regret. And there's so many, there's so many different ways to look at it, that it's, that there's no way for me to tell somebody that they shouldn't do it. But at the same time, I think as a society, we're going to, we're going to figure out a way to get there, but it's so fresh and new that it's Mm. so hard for people to have a conversation about it without radicalizing on each end because it's so fresh. It's like, if somebody gets their arm cut off and you're, they're like, and you're like, Oh, well, have you thought about like, maybe, maybe you learned how, maybe you learned how to do things without your hand. Well, it's like adaptation. And then they're like, I just lost my hand. What are you talking (laughs) about? 
yeah, yeah. Enough. It'll be okay. Bad. You'll you'll learn to use your other hand right. just as much. I right. just lost my hand. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. And it's that, and it's point. obviously not like a comparable, but it's the same idea where these things that are becoming more prominent, um, like, and now we're starting to accept, like, people are starting to ex be able to accept that transgender people, like, not not that they exist, but like that they're in the world, that we live with them, like that we're friends with them, that like mm. all this new stuff that like people didn't have to deal with 20 years ago on a scale this big. Now we're they're we're fighting for their rights, but we also have to figure out a way for people to do it healthy. Like mm. especially something that's scientific and medical. Because it yeah. once it becomes scientific and medical, it's not so much about how you feel, it's about how it's gonna affect your body. And how it's going to affect your health and you have to understand what that means because it's like i said there's no way for me to tell anybody what to do with their body or how to do it or what it's gonna what's gonna help what's not gonna help like i can't sit there and tell anybody what they should and shouldn't do 100%. but the only thing the only thing that i think they should understand is what is exactly is going to happen and no sugar coating yeah yeah, this, like yeah, this is other this is the realities yeah, yeah right yeah. if you do this this is these are the consequences right yeah. And, 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 teenagers that, and that's can't, teenagers can't like teenagers can't fathom that stuff. Like they can't, their that's, brain yeah. has not developed enough to fathom those things. Like they don't understand yeah. life-changing things on a greater scale. Like they're like distancing ourselves from this and to not make, uh, not to offend anybody, but let's say, you know, when I grew up, there were goths, right? Right. And it's like, that's something that you grow out of, right? right? A lot of people, they grow out of it. They still have that internal goth that loves heavy metal, you know yeah. what I mean? Or whatever, <laughs> but they yeah. kind of grow out of it. So is this, you know, and for other people, homo, uh, um, being gay or, you know, that might be a phase for them or whatever, right? But then there are other people that that's who they are. It's right. not a phase. That's who they right. are, right? Yeah. And knowing, okay, is this just me because I'm trying to figure things out? Or is this who I am? Right. Right. And and really, I don't think that in this world, it seems that finding out who you are is taking longer and longer. Like we're teenagers longer and longer. Right. At least I was. <laughs> I was a I was a teenager till I was twenty six. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyways, but knowing that okay, is is this who I am? Mm -hmm. Right. And that's okay. I fully support that. And yeah, fuck, I support people no matter what. Right. But like you say, what are the repercussions, you know? So, yeah, because it's, it's like you said, there's, it, it's not a fix all like end. There's yes. a lot that goes into that and it's not, it, it doesn't fix everything. It, there's other issues that are attached to it. And there's other things that you have to live with longer than you expect that it'll affect you. And it's like, it's just tough to, tell a kid that they can't drink smoke buy porn they can't vote they can't make all these important decisions that they're going to make about their lives they can't go to the bank and take out a loan you mm. want to know why because they're not going to give money to a, a <laughs> kid but right. we're letting them alter their body for the rest of their lives at that point of the most confusing and yeah. like and and that's where I never have a problem with people figuring themselves out. And I guess I like, and there's a lot of me that doesn't like part of me that hates necessarily thinking that way because I don't understand. And I can't imagine what it'd be like mentally to go through that. But at the same time, if you, if you want people to be safe when you're talking medically, and that's where, that's mm -hmm. where it becomes a conversation for me because I don't even want to like be able to try to tell somebody yeah. I understand how they feel. Right. But when and, it and, and that's medical, that's just a respectful thing, you know. What yeah, I mean? like you shouldn't feel that way. Well, you're not that person, right? And and the other thing is, is that I think for you know myself and and may, perhaps for you, but we get so caught up on the medical side of things. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like right. the surgery and stuff. Well, you can you can identify as a woman and be it, you know. You could identify as a woman and not have to do all that. Do you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Sure. Yeah. Right. But, but for whatever reason, I get so caught up in, and it, that's just, 
that's a small part of it. But we right. are focusing on like what that means for children and their bodies and stuff. Right. And, 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 and I love what you say, and I am in full support of it. So when the cancel culture is, <laughs> they're going to try and take the little snap clip. Hopefully they get this. All right. But we're not, to, we can't tell anybody how to live their lives. Right. Right. But, you know, caring for a person that matters too. Now, yeah. I, I also just realized it's six sixteen my time. Oh yeah. <laughs> so that was a, that was a wonderful conversation. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Um, I wanted you longer than. <laughs> yeah. But, but that's okay. Thank you. Yeah, Thank yeah. you for your time. I, I, I have to go uh, check on my child now. Speaking, <laughs> of, speaking of kids. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, uh, actually right before I let you go. Sure. How do you, Canadians feel do you know the show letter Kenny oh yeah 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 is that like is that like do you guys like are proud of that show have you heard of trailer park boys yeah that's my favorite show so to answer your question yes (laughs) so you have like the because the the trailer park boys I can I can take in doses because it's like the new stuff is not that good Right, yeah, the older the stuff old it makes stuff me laugh. Great. Yeah, there's there's one episode where they catch a uh, a cougar and they <laughs> name him Steve French. That's probably the best episode of all time. Okay, yeah, I, always, in, I always... in, in one part there's the the guy's name's Ricky and he's like, yeah, yeah, Ricky, do you have any idea how stupid you sound? He's like, as a matter of fact, I do. <laughs> he's such an idiot. Anyway, yeah, oh, that show is so funny. Yeah. A lot of my friends are really into that show. I I take it in doses. Yes. Uh, I enjoy it when we watch it, but I, I definitely letter Kenny is more up my alley when it comes to humor. Cause it's like the quick, like yeah. dry humor. So it's just, hey, it they, that, that's how, uh, that's more like how hockey players talk. Right. Like, hey, bads. You know? Yeah. That's, and I'd be lying if I said I, I didn't speak like that. So. Right. <laughs> Perhaps you've, my accent has come out during this. Uh, yeah. Well, it's like uh, they have a joke in one of their new episodes about how Americans say, Canadians say a boot when really it's like a boot like it's really like a boot like it's not like so much a boot because that's what people want to say they want to go oh what's that all about that's and, not- and, well it's interesting too because like I was saying earlier Canada is so vast so right. there's different accents <laughs> a, a, across much right. like in the in oh, America yeah. right um but like I I say about <laughs> however I say men like men i say yeah. men and milk <laughs> i say those words differently but apparently yeah. that's just idiosyncratic of myself gotcha. nobody <laughs> else i know says it that way so yeah and i actually work with uh uh a friend of mine who works at the school as well he's canadian he was actually uh like a professional like hockey player and stuff and um he we always like bag on him with like canadian jokes and stuff and and you can imagine he loves it, but he's, he's like hockey player. So he takes it and right. then throws it right back at you. <laughs> well, he, we, we really like to enunciate our vowels. Yeah. That's, that's actually, that's actually one thing that I've like noticed about him is it's very like, enunciated. Oh, come on, eh? Like, yeah. Really? <laughs> you know, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. It's, it's a lot well, thank you for having me on Perry. Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, for, for those who are interested, listeners, my podcast is I'm Probably Wrong About Everything. We just finished a, a little Christmas special because I know this is kind of like a Christmas special. Yeah, this is, this is, uh, this is end up coming out a little after, but it is what it is, you know? We are, uh, I got a few weeks behind with editing and stuff. So that's all right. It ended up pushing, but yeah. I'm glad, uh, I'm glad you got, we got to talk and, I'm sure we'll be communicating in the future and all that fun stuff. <laughs> well, I, I hope to be on again, Perry. Thank you very much. Yeah, it'll much. be a lot of fun. Yeah. Thank you again, Robert Grant. I'm probably oh. wrong about everything. <laughs> Go check it out. It's a great show. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. 